Hey everybody, welcome back to the Chaotic Cast. I'm Bryce. I'm Swoop. And I'm Mackenzie Wachter. Oh man, it's good to be back after a hiatus. Yep. We took a bit of a hiatus because first the whole Ukraine thing, and then we all got sick, and then I had to help my family. It, it's uh... Yeah, plus that incident from the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> the Will Smith bitch slap. <laughs> but totally today... deserved, though. Go ahead. No, continue on. So today we're going to be talking about two things. One, we're going to be talking about something that happened on the chaotic subreddit. And we're also going to be talking about uh, season five. I did it again. Season season one, episode five, Crash Course. So, are you guys aware of what happened on the Chaotic subreddit yesterday? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I saw. Uh, I'm not aware. Please fill me in. I'm so, a cave troll. So, on the Chaotic subreddit yesterday, yesterday, for those who don't know, is April was April 1st. Yeah, April Fool's Day. <laughs> Somebody decided to say that they leaked the ep- all the episodes for season four of Chaotic. And I got really excited about it because then we could talk about it on the podcast, but then I remembered what day it was, and I got really, really sad. <laughs> Let have- me guess, it was just one big Rickroll. Yep, <laughs> basically. I've we've been tricked, bamboozled. Oh man, baked out. Which is a very cruel thing to do, but also a very funny thing to do. (laughs) So, whoever you are, if you're listening to this, hats off to you. You're an evil person. I hate you, but also well done. Good job pulling off a yakus. Yep, pulling off a yakus. Which is actually very funny because we're recording this on the second and we're going to be talking about Yakis today for season one, episode five. So let's get started. So we start off with a cold open of uh, Tom and Sarah being chased by Staluk. Mm-hmm. Can you guys tell me what Staluk is? Oh, he's like this uh, horse creature. He's like a mix between like a horse and uh wait what what was that creature that um a centaur yeah a centaur between yeah, a horse and a centaur. a centaur but instead of a human head he has a horse's head yeah that's right man horse heads are trending right now but anyway yeah he was going to chase Tom and Sarah and then Sarah made a reference that she said. You want to deal with my angry pony? Which is kind of like a reference to My Little Pony. Friendship is magic. Not going to lie. Sorry, bronies, if you're listening to this. <laughs> so, as they're running away, they fall off a waterfall. <laughs> yep. Which, that's, just, that's just so safe. And, I mean, it's kind of deserved. I mean, Tom being the scan hog that he is. So they climb out of the water and 
Tom is pissed because his scan got screwed up. So they need. So he wants to go find the Luke again. Only they're interrupted by Thrax. They're interrupted by Yakus coming in with an angry Therax coming in, chasing after him, covered in slime. All right, we'll start with Yakus. What is Yakus? Oh, he's like this little goofball that he like throws pranks a lot. And speaking of which, in um. The original Chaotic Now or Never, he was, his name was originally Wacko. Mm, I didn't know that. Yeah, I've uh, read about it in the Chaotic um, history page. Mm. Yakis is most known for being a, a prankster. He is also known in the card game as being a very, a very rare card. Simply for the fact of his his description. Because all it says on this card is surprise. This card gains initiative first. Uh, that's Yakis Spooker, the promo version. The original version is uh, he has the Earth Element, he has two Mugic counters, and he has support all of the uh, disciplines except for Energy 5. Yeah, support courage five, support power five, support wisdom five, and support speed five. Yeah. Which he no definitely doubt. needs because all of his non energy disciplines are between 10 and 30. Yeah. Which I don't know why they say that he's as strong, why Tom says Yakis is as strong as Maxor. I don't know. Well, I mean, if you put him on an all-overworld team, that would definitely, like, uh, start boosting up all of his stats by 20. So, if you have him at, like, 30 on all the stats, plus another 20, then you've got 50. But, I mean, there's still, like, a bunch of, like, intimidators and stuff that'll just knock that in half. Knock those stats in half. So, then we meet Thrax, who is an underworld uh, creature. Mm -hmm. He does not have a card. I believe he's the first creature that we see that does not have a card. Correct. Which is... Kind of interesting. Thrax is basically... Have any of you guys... Have either of you two played Fallout 4? Oh, no, I have not played Fallout. Never in my life. He looks like a Mirelark. Mm. Which is just a crab. Let me see. Mirelark. Hopefully I'm spelling that right. I think it is. You should probably add Fallout 4 to that. Yeah. Oh, Mirelurk. Okay, let me see this. Oh, yeah, they do look a lot alike, yeah. Yep. That's, oh, that's yeah. awesome. I can see that. So, 
They're chasing each other because Thrax is pissed at Yakis because Yakis is a prankster, and eventually, if you keep pranking somebody, they're gonna get pissed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Tom says he's as strong as Max. Sorry, he wants him for his team. Sarah calls him a scan hog, and then we cut to chaotic, where Tom, no, Kaz, Kaz. and Peyton are getting ready for Kaz's match against. Clay. Clay. We finally get to see him in action. Yep. We finally get to see Clay in action, and he is... I I have a love-hate feeling with Clay. Because he's a useful human antagonist, but he's also... But he also breaks the entire lore of the game. (laughs) And we'll yeah. get to that in later episodes. So, and it's also stated that he has, like, a scan of every piece of battle gear in Param. Yeah. So he must have hella connections. Either that or he just steals it from unsuspecting players. That's true. Yeah, he does do that. Yeah, so Kaz decided... When he battled Clay, he decided to use a mixed deck instead of all Underworlders. However, he still used K.O.R. Of course. And he threw in the one and only Vile Driver, which we saw in episode three. Yep. Which sets up this episode. He also uh, used Zod, who is a Mepedian. Yep. And Blazer, another Overworlder. That's right. He's mixing creatures. Mm-hmm. Which wasn't a good idea at the start of the game. You well, I really... mean, he did take out Dartimus first. Yeah. The thing, is, the thing is, it wasn't... The thing is, mixing creatures at this time within both the... In both the, the show and the game was a bad idea at this point. Because, That's true, yes. Because we hadn't gotten to to um, all the to the four packs in Season 2, which had a lot of support for mixed decks. Mm-hmm. So, he was, Kaz was either very confident in himself or very stupid. Or he was taking Peyton's advice. Do something unexpected. That's that's very true. So first first match is Dartimus versus Jod at the Skeletal Springs. Yep. Dartimus is equipped with a Windstrider, and Jod has a Liquilizer. Yep, that's that's right. I think the the Windstrider gives them plus 10 on air? No, it does not. The Windstrider gives Swift 2. Basically, they can jump over two occupied spaces. Oh. Or they can move two uh, spaces. Two extra spaces. So if you, a creature like Krek, who has Swift 1, he can move 
regular one space and then an extra space because of his swift one. But with swift two, you can move basically three times. Nice. So we get into the actual battle arena. Skeleton Sings is described to be smelly and disgusting. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. of all the... Because it's full of skeletons and rotting things, so... Yep. Obviously. So... The thing is, though, it never got a printing until... Uh, uh, which set was it? Rise of the Oligarch, which was the second of the Phase 2 of uh, Chaotic. Yeah. I believe that's about right. Yeah, because it works with creatures with water, giving them water 5, and it hurts Merillion Fluid Morphers by saying that they can't gain music counters and they can't use music counters to pay for music or abilities. Hmm. Interesting. Skeleton Springs is also going to be a mainstay for us. Mm-hmm. It's going to be... You're going to see it often in most episodes. Yep. It is one of my favorite locations. It is very... It's like a mammoth graveyard. <laughs> this ain't Yu-Gi-Oh! Yep. So... They... They duke it out. Uh, Clay gets a surprise attack on Kaz, who then destroys his battle gear. Uh, Kaz manages to pull a fast one and knock Kaz Clay out of the sky, and that's the battle. Yep, he f first he uses the Song of Ember Nova to deal a bit of damage, and then he uses a Tornado Tackle to basically throw Dartimus out of the Wind Strider, and he falls into the acidic Skeleton Lake. That's a quick battle, to be honest. Right. But, I mean, the second one is just as quick. Perithion versus Blazer. We'll get to that after we go back. We go back to Tom. And Tom is trying to scan Yakis, but he keeps on getting pranked. First, he gets a bundle of uh, beehive thrown at him. Oh, uh, yeah. Then he gets... And then it gets into. Uh, I forget what happens after that. I know he gets hit on the head with a door. He gets splatted in the face when he opens the window. Uh, the doormat was hiding one of those uh, foot traps where it's like the rope. It grabs onto your ankle and then you're like raised into the air upside down. Yep. It's... And I, I think. There was one part where he was uh, covered in mud, I guess. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was getting chased down by bees, and he had to jump into a, uh, like, a mud pit to, Escape. like, which, hide from them. Which, from the yeah. Bees. That's, that's a, I want to say this very quickly. That is, that's a common misconception with us. It's like, oh, if you're chased by bees, you should just get into the water. That's wrong. Bees are very smart. They will hover over the water and wait for you to come up for air. Yeah. Yeah. And they would they would sting you. Like literally. They 
they could really sting the hell out of you for no reason. Yep. Well, I mean, you do have to, like, piss them off to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. Like, if you start trying to swat them away, that's just going to make them angrier. If you try and step on them and you don't get them in the first shot, they're going to come and sting you. Yeah. So... I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm. I'm wondering if those are actually like wasps creatures or bees. Also, what is the relationship to regular to regular insects to Danians? Danians are ants. Even though Malish looks very scorpion-like. Well, there's Lorena, who is an overworlder. And she's sort of a bug-like creature. Yeah, I thought Therax was actually bug-like, but it turns out he's a crab. I find it very interesting because in in later episodes we will see there's the one there's the one female insect-like creature that's that's part of the um, Kares Commandos. Oh, are you talking about Kamongareth? Uh, she never appeared in the show, but I know who you're talking about. You're talking about, uh, Swasa. She's just no, forearm. Not her, the other one. The one that has, uh, she has a battle gear that will, that can increase wisdom, that can increase any one of the stats. By a hundred? Yeah, that, that's Swasa. Kamangra never appeared in the show. She was mentioned once in the Cool Tom episode, but... She never appeared in the show. And there's another um bug-like creature. Um, yep, Slurp, yeah. another overworlder. Yeah. Well, no, there. I'm talking about this underworlder spider. You oh, yeah, him? spider! Another creature that doesn't have a card. Yeah. If I remember correctly, he talks in the third person. Yeah, he uh, does. Yeah, I believe we'll he does. We'll meet him later when we get to the Bodo episode. Alright. Mm -hmm. Anyway, let's continue on with the episode we're talking about. Yep, I think we cut back to the second round at this point. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we switch back to the second round. Yeah, and it's Clay ver it's Jad attacking Perithion. Uh, and Perithion just decks him with a lava lanch attack. And then it's another quick beating for Perithion attacking Blazer with a liquidizer. Yeah. Yep. Then it's Kaz's attack on versus uh, Perithion in, I believe it's uh, Queen's Gate. Before it was, before it got like a, a retcon, uh, not like, like a visual update. Yeah. And, and then uh, Kaz used the uh, Song of Ember Nova, I guess? No, that was in the first battle between Dartemis and Jod. Oh, yes, that's right. It's, um, this was when uh, Kaz surprised... Uh, Clay with the vile driver. Ah, 
yes. And Prepping right. just like he just spazzes out, drops the liquidizer, and just tries to slither away. And oh, yeah. Naz is just like, nah, wanna, I'm just gonna shoot you in the back. I also want to talk about how good the voice actors are for these episodes. I know, right? Because they, I think these are all different voice actors doing all the different creatures. And yet they all seem, they all add a little bit of the New Zealand accent. Like, I don't know how they can make a snake sound New Zealand. That's true, yeah, because, so, for I don't think we mentioned it, but uh, uh, Clay is foreign. He's got either, he's got like a Cockney accent from England. I'm, I'm fairly confident that it's a New Zealand accent because I I fair fair all all honesty here I watched a lot of Power Rangers when I was a kid and a lot of Power Rangers seasons take place in New Zealand so they have a not lot of New Zealand actors in Power Rangers so I can fairly pick out a New Zealand accent fairly well mm. Well, Clay, um, he's he's actually Australian. If I could read his bio, ah, oh, that just that just makes me sad. I I like okay, Australian. Okay, let me see. Oh wow, the voice. I was thinking maybe the voice actor would be like uh, foreign, but no, he's American. Uh, Gary Mack, also known as Gary Littman. Oh, oh. yeah. He did Lazar in Arc 5, in Yu-Gi-Oh! Arc 5. He was Shark in Yu-Gi-Oh! Zexel. Yeah. He was Shark? Yeah, does he was always... Shark in the English dub. Does he always play dickish characters? Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, TV series. Uh, oh, he's done some uh, documentaries as well. Oh, that's nice. I didn't notice that. Uh, in the four kids dub of One Piece, he was a uh, thousand plans Kuro. I don't know who that is. Yeah, oh, that was like moon. very. He was the he was in Pokemon Sun and Moon and Pokemon Best Wishes. As what? Mm-hmm. Let's see now. Oh wow, he his dub is also used in Yu Gi Oh Duel Links for Shark. Oh yeah, that makes I, sense. I remember that. Uh oh, he was also uh he did additional voices. It doesn't say what voices he did, but he did a the dub for the Berserk film, uh The Golden Age Arc 1, The Egg of the King in 2012. Wow. So for any of you Berserk fans out there, Yeah, well, um, Rebecca Solar, who voiced Sarah, she was also known for voicing Renee in um, Magical Do-Re-Mi, and she was also the replacement for Danny Shaffle as Tecna in Winx Club, and oh. she also has done um, uh, so Sophie Casterwill in Huntick. Oh, man, Huntick, I remember that. Jeez. Yeah, me too. We're I such boomers. I don't know that name. Oh, Huntick, it's 
It's made by the same creators from Winx Club. Oh. But it's very different. Yeah, very different. Interesting. I may have to take a look at that. So, <laughs> where are we? Uh, oh, uh, Christella's there. Yes, the appearance of Christella. Really? Yeah, Christella's in this episode. Yeah, that was her first appearance. No, wasn't. No, her first appearance was in the Iron Pillar episode. Iron Pillar? No. No, she's here. Uh, then I guess she's just in the background because she... No, she's part of this episode. She's bantering with Peyton this whole time. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, this, hmm. this is basically where... Oh, wait, no. Wait. Am I being stupid right now? Wait a minute. I need to look this up. I know in the wiki it says in some oh, scenes she's... Christella's eyes were green, but I don't remember her being in this episode. Uh, she doesn't play a very big part, but she also... No, she... I assume you're talking about... Uh, I. You think she appears in episode 8. Yeah, the Iron Pillar episode. No, she appears in this episode. This is where they... This is basically, she helps Clay in that episode make a deck that will... No, that's the Iron Pillar episode. Yeah, but this is where her and Clay meet. This is like, this is where they form their alliance. No, they form their alliance on the Iron Pillar episode. Look it up right now. I, I guarantee you she is there. Okay, now I'm confused. Here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to... I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to find a link for you. Okay. I just found the the episode on YouTube. Go to six forty-three. Because I know she's there. She's she plays a very big part in this episode. That's right. What should you friends learn how to lose? Aha! Yes, I see where she's calling Peyton out. But this isn't where she uh, forms the alliance yet. This is setting up for episode seven, I believe. Nope. Go now. Go to. I think if you go to the end of the episode, ten twenty-five. She's also bantering with Peyton again. Uh, let's see now. More bantering with Peyton. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you're right. You are correct. She doesn't form the alliance, but she is. She's very interested in. 
she's very interested in Clay in this episode. Yeah, because after... Okay, yeah, it's episode 8 where they form their alliance, and where and it's episode 12 where we first see her battle. Oh, yeah. Battle of the sexes, Jesus Christ. Yes. Oh, good old 2000s misogyny. Yes. So, where were we? Uh, I believe we finished up with the battle, but uh, Kaor trouncing uh, Perithion, and then it cuts back to Param with Sarah and Tom, and Tom still trying to get uh, No, it cuts to Tom giving up. Yeah, he's like, I quit, I can't do this. And then it's Yagis screaming in horror because Therax is setting his house on fire. Yep. Like a dick. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Therax does not have a... doesn't have control of his anger. I mean, most Underworlders don't. Very true. We'll get to that. No offense down. to any Underworld fans out there. Yep. They're, they're all about power and they don't really care about anything else. So then we see. I believe that's when they go on the whole wild goose chase, or do we switch back to? Do we switch back to the last battle or before that? Uh, we switch back to the last battle. The, uh, it's Therax. I believe he's chasing down Yakus or whatnot. I don't know. Yep, but we do switch down back to the last battle. Chucking fireballs. Yeah, it's um. At Fear Valley, KR is in the Vile Driver, and uh, Clay as Almar, which is his first. Almar is sneaking around, but at first, but we first get to see Almar. This is his first appearance, I believe. Oh, no, it's not. It's not. We see him in the original Vile Driver episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he shows up with his own scan of the vile driver and it's just basically a vile driver off yep there's a vile driver versus vile driver but kor has a distinct advantage because kor has a stronger has better all-around stats than Almar. The, the thing, this is this is the ta- this is the typical brain versus brawn episode right because go ahead Omar, because he built the Vile Driver, he knows things about it that K.O.R. probably doesn't. Honestly, the Vile Driver feels like a very simple machine. It, it does, It yes. locks and it shoots. I, th- I just think that Omar knows the machine better than K.O.R. Yeah, probably. Because, because the thing is, K.O.R. probably does know everything about how to use the Vile Driver. The thing is... Kaz is using an old scan of Kaor that doesn't know anything about the Vile Driver. Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, that's why that's why it's kind of fairly matched at this point. Right. But I mean, they're both setting each other's Vile Drivers on fire. Yep. At this point. 
And then Kaz decides to play chicken. Yep. And uh, Clay decides, you know what? I'm going to take him up on that offer. I'm going to play chicken too. With with the best case scenario, this would end up as a draw for both of them. Right. But what was Clay's plan here? Destroyed the original Vile Driver, knowing how to break it the first time, he knows how to break it again and getting away scot free. Yeah, but even even if even if Kaz didn't know how to do that, best case scenario it's a tie. So what was Clay's plan? I don't know. I think he's just so he is ego driven, so I guess his overconfidence got the best of him, which I, I it gets guess, the best of him a lot. Like, there's something there's something says in uh, Chaotic, which the Chaotic AI says something very interesting at the start of the episode that I didn't mention before, is he says, in light of Clay's battle record, he will go first. Yeah, so that means he's probably very skilled. Yes, I will give him is skill, because I think that I think if you have more wins, then you get to play first. Right. So it says, in light of Clay's battle record, he will go first, which means Clay is a shit player. The only reason why he really wins is because a he cheats, and that's it. Yeah, uh, probably. Yeah. I mean, he cheats outside of the drones. He cheats in the drones. He tries to kill other players. So, I don't know. I mean, you're saying that he... So you're saying that he has a good battle record? Is what you're trying to say? Yes. I'm saying he has a shitty battle record. And that's why he got to go first? Yeah. Well, I mean, in the Overworld versus Underworld episode, which was... The previous episode, episode four, uh, Herculeon got to go first because of his undefeated record. Hmm. That's that's what I'm saying. Is the AI of Chaotic says the words quote in light of Clay's battle record, he will go first. Hmm. That means he doesn't win a lot, but he's still going to go first. Hmm. Which shows that he's he's not that good of a player. He just has a lot of scans that nobody else has. I know, right? Well, I mean, he probably... Either it's in light of his... Either the in light of his record, meaning that he's either on a tear, being like he's on a big win streak, especially in this specific drone, or... Like you said, he's that bad of a player, but I'm not... There comes to a point where a player is so bad that people will... that you will have to give him some type of advantage. Mm. Hmm. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So, they crash the vile driver, and Clay gets pissed off because he's like, it should have been a tie! I demand a replay! And then the fucking... I love the fact that the AI just goes, replay function enabled. <laughs> it's just like, 
Clay was on this whole streak, and he's like, "There's not, there's no going, there's going to be no way that they can prove it." And then immediately, there's proof. Exactly. So then, Kaz narrates over his experience. He's like, "You may how to know how to drive the violent driver, but I know how to crash it." Yep. Which brings up the old adage of, "Would you rather have a, would you rather have a pli- a pilot that's really good at flying?" But shit at crashing, or a pilot that's really bad at flying and really good at crashing. Hmm. I don't know. I think I'd probably want a mixture of both—one that's good at flying and good at crashing. You want average. <laughs> exactly. Because I I prefer a pilot that's really good at crashing because then I, at least I know I'm gonna live. <laughs> that's true. Mm-hmm. So then we cut back to, uh. Um, and Sarah being being kind of buddy buddy with Yakis now. Yep. Is Tom like, basically saves Sarah. Tom basically saves Yakis. Which that's he, actually that's Tom's go to move when he wants to scan somebody as he saves their life somehow. Yep. They end up. Uh, Tom like drops. Uh, a beehive on top of Therax. He starts, uh, and they basically attack him. Yep. And he just runs away, he getting stung up by bees. He basically does an ember swarm attack with, which I think that's actually what they did. I think they used the ember swarm animation, but just took out the ember. Right. Yeah, because they bo- the ember swarm attack has like a a. Bee swarm sound effect. Yep, it has a buzzing yeah. effect. So I think they did just, I think they somehow saved on animation by doing that. Yep. So, Gagas is kind of a dick, too. He's yeah. Like, whatever you need, kid, I just give me a call. And he's like, okay, cool. I want a scan of him. I want to sure, scan you. Okay. Like, and he's yeah. like posing like a model, like he's trying to be all sexy. He starts a fucking pose. <laughs> and then it's a sludge gush attack. That? Right in the face. Yeah, which... That's just a dick move. And then Tom goes chasing after him and Sarah's... Sarah's, as usual, just like, here we go again. Yep. Exactly. And then the Benny Hill soundtrack starts playing and then they just see them chasing yep. each other. <laughs> Bow, I don't have I don't have the rights for that shit. No, we do not. We I don't think we right would appreciate that. We don't that. even have an opening song yet. No, we don't. But hey, we have we have a we have a we have a well a logo a logo. That's true. Yes. So yay for us. Anyway, so what do you think of this episode? I I think it was funny. I definitely enjoyed it. This, I believe, this was like my second episode that I ever watched of uh, Chaotic. Yeah. Because I remember the first one was uh, the first time we see Krellin Battle Lesson. Oh, yeah, Battle Lessons. We'll get to that sooner. Yeah. Battle Lessons is episode 13, and we are eight episodes away. <laughs> yes. The next episode is going to be fun too. It's going to be the thing about Bodil. 
Yep. Oh, Bodil. You anal lieutenant dickbag. And that's where we're gonna see Spider. Yep. That's where we see Spider for the first time. And I believe it's also the first appearance of Tenga Toborn as well. That is correct. Mm-hmm. I think that this episode is... It's, it's got kind of a filler vibe to it, but it also introduces mainstays in this. Yeah, the it, two it, it main human antagonists. Yep, it, it basically gives the human antagonists a chance to shine. Which is... I, I, have, I have words to say about Clay and Cristela in later episodes. Hmm. And not good words. Yeah, no, they they definitely deserve all the hate that they earned. Yeah, they deserve every bit of it, and I don't care. Exactly. And I, I have theories about them that I've brought up before in the Chaotic Discord that I'm going to save for... Uh, let's see, what would be the episode... Uh, episode thirty-six. Yeah, I got, I got a fuck, I got a thing or two to say about that. Also, also, I got uh, things to say about episode twelve too. Or it's thirteen, eight, episode eight. They. Something that I really wanted to point out in this episode too is how many. Danian-like creatures are in other tribes. Because Thrax, Thrax is an insect-like creature, and yes, I know he has eight limbs instead of six, but... Yeah, he and he's technically a crab, but he... So we can put Therax, unless there's Slurk, and Lorena. And then also, um... Kamangara. Swasa is also in that kind of camp. I don't think Swasa would be on that because Swasa, has, Swasa is a bipedal insect-like creature with six limbs. Uh, she is. I'm looking at the description. She is a tall and powerful forearm underworlder, unmistakable on the battlefield, skilled warrior. So blah 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 blah. Slender body with a slim belt and forearms, and has four toes on each leg. I don't see anything resembling insect-like qualities from her. The antennas. Mm. She has antennas. Those are horns. Those are horns? I thought those are antennas. I am but no they clue. move. They sway when she walks. I always, I always have a feeling that there's like, that like Danians, just because Danians are part of the hive, some Danians choose to leave the hive and choose and go to other tribes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I don't know. That's just, I guess that's just. Okay, okay, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, they they are antenna, or they're bony tendrils. Are they leku? 
Uh, maybe not like Leku, but... <laughs> I was just making a Star see... Wars joke just for the hell of it. The point I'm trying to make is I feel like... I feel like some Danians wouldn't actually be happy in the Hive, so they would leave to join other Hives. I don't think a Danian can leave the Hive because the Queen is like... Like the what Queen... Lorena? I the thing Lorena, is, the Danians dance though. Tell me, Lorena doesn't look like a Danian. She does. She does look like she could be a Danian. She walks on four legs. She has two arms. Well, I mean, some Danians have four arms as well. Yeah, or, and that's why that's why I point out Swasa. And then because you got has, a bull ash who has wings. True. Well, yeah, there are a bunch of winged Danians now. Yeah. Now, winged Danians were very hard to come by at, at the start of it. Yep. Okay, so Lorena is apparently a praying mantis. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, yeah, I guess that makes sense. We're jumping really far in this episode. <laughs> we're jumping really far in these seasons. Yeah. No. So, we talked about Swasa being probably insect. Like, what about Lysta? Lysta. Lysta. What? Is she a fairy? Lysta. Lysta. Oh, she is Lysta. Another, uh... I believe she's also a four-armed underworlder. Hmm. Well, I don't know much about her, so... Let me see. Oh no, she's got four arms. Never mind. And those are horns. Hmm. Never mind. Anyway, it's almost like it's almost been like forty-six uh uh minutes, so Well we don't really do we really have an episode cutoff time? No, we don't. I just realized something that would definitely differentiate all these other insect-like uh, creatures from the Danians. Like, what's that? With the exception of Swasa, because we don't know if those are antenna on her head. All the Danians have like some sort of antenna-like appendage, except for everyone else. Derek, we don't know if he's. He's technically a crab, so we can... We can rule him out. Right, but Slurk, Lorena, and Kamongrath don't have antenna. At least I don't believe Kamongrath has antenna. Let me double-check, because I know I have multiple of her cards. Speedwidge, I'll give you... I, get, I just got a book of... I just got a book for card stuff, and now I gotta put all my cards in it. <laughs> I have, I have four tins full of chaotic cards. <laughs> I have a problem. Yeah, Kamongrath has spikes on her head, not antenna. Ah. Yeah, Mackenzie, I'll talk to you and see if I can give you some underworld overworld cards. Okay. Uh, so we're the next episode. We're talking about the thing about Bodle. Oh yeah. Oh, I just realized there is one more um, insect-like creature 
out there that's not a Danian. What was it? Kelleron. He's a war beast. Oh! Do war beasts really count? Well, I mean, he's a gigantic beetle, so he doesn't count, definitely, but... I feel like... To be honest, I thought... I feel like Warbies are going to have their own tribe in the future. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not I would be okay with that. And there's also the giant worm uh, Warbies, Titanics, but... Yeah. That's definitely not very... a, uh, <laughs> definitely wouldn't be a Danian. Right. Sure enough. Alright, I think it's about time we say goodbye. Yeah. Yep, for now. Goodbye for now. Alright, see ya. Bye. Bye. <laughs>